Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of the podcast. It's hard to believe we've almost done 40 episodes of this podcast. It's staggering to me. We started this in February. February 1st was the first episode that we did. And it's, I mean, it's great to even be able to do video episodes like this. We've got a great story for you today. A tour that went around the United States called the True Cost of Washington Tour. And we've got a couple of folks who were on that tour and it was to go around and talk about the, the inflation and how much inflation is hurting the American people and what causes inflation, right? Government. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, one thing I, I got to, these glasses are, Matt, my glasses are filthy. Why are my glasses so filthy, Matt? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because you keep grabbing them with your hand. No, <laughs> it's because I do this all the time. Yeah. Well, Mike, I hate glasses. I hate glasses. I don't wear glasses, uh, you know, for anything but reading. Now you do wear glasses. You have glasses for, uh, for, for, for distance. Yeah. yeah so you're yeah, nearsighted, I, right? So yeah. You're I nearsighted. Can, you can I can see, see just close. fine up here, but if I take these off, I, I can't see you anymore. So just you, a blur. right. So you hate having glasses on when it's raining because the rain hits the glasses. Oh, it's terrible. It's a yeah. Terrible thing. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. Right. See, I have the other problem because I only use mine occasionally. And then I put them, I do this a lot too. I'll put them up on my head just to move them out of my, off of my face. Cause I hate them. And it, you know, they got grease from my hair and my hands and well, everything. Well, They're the, be- the best part is, is when you, uh, when you clean your glasses off yeah. after like a week of not cleaning them off. And, and for me, I'll, I, I won't clean them all week. And then suddenly end of the week, yeah, I should probably clean that off. And then I can see the world again. It's world. whoa. Wow. Look at this that. Is, this is what it looks like. Amazing. It's so great. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I totally agree. Okay. And I was just thinking we need, and I'm going to talk to Monica about this. We need to get Alan Roach on the, the program. Alan Roach is the voice of this podcast. He does the intro and the out. It's that amazing booming voice. Uh, I'd listen to him uh, on, I know he's the voice of the, I think the Minnesota Vikings, the Colorado Rockies, and he's done, he's he's done like 13 of that. I, I don't know that we can say the name. No, we, we can't, we can't say, the, say the name. The, the sport ball game of significance. That's the sport, sport ball game of <laughs> yes, significance. Sport, yes. Happens around January sometime. And um, he's done that like 13 times. He's been the PA announcer for for that game. Yeah. I don't know what it's affectionately called or what most people would say, but it's that game. And and I think 13 times he's been the, or 14 times he's been it. We should have, we got to have Alan on. He's a great guy. He has a great American story in that he was, a, I, you're, we're recording this podcast from Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is where I live. And he was a DJ in Colorado Springs and he went to a, like a baseball game, minor league baseball game. And the PA announcer was talking. And then he says to the, to the guy that's walking him around that works for the team. He says, does that guy ever go on vacation? Cause if he does, I'd like to fill in. And they said, yes. And well, the rest is history, right? Because his voice 
is so amazing, so iconic. But what a great story. We need to get Alan Roach we, on the show. We do. And and when you listen to the show and you hear that open, I mean, that's Alan Roach. And just imagine the whole show being him. I mean, that is <laughs> soothing to the ears. I think. Soothing to the ears. Soothing Unlike the, ears. the grinding noise you're hearing now from my voice. Yes, soothing to the ears. Yeah, totally. Well, we'll get we'll get Alan Roach on. All right. So let's go to our topic today. Well, in 2022, the Biden administration and Congress spent too much money. They flooded the economy with stimulus funds and other excessive spending. And inflation is caused by one thing, too much money chasing too few goods. And coming out of the COVID lockdowns, the Biden administration was responsible for an incredible increase in inflation as it grew as much as 6%. And gas prices had a national average of $4.67. And these gas prices and inflation in the American economy were caused by bad government policies. Again, too much money printed and thrown into the economy and too much regulation from President Biden and uh, that slowed the supply of U.S. production of oil and gas. Now, last summer, Americans for Prosperity did a tour called the True Cost of Washington Tour to highlight how inflation was impacting Americans. One of the more popular events on the tour was rolling back gas prices to $2.38, which is what a gallon of gas cost on January 20th 2021, the day that Joe Biden took office. You see, these bad policies directly resulted in pain for the American people. And it's important for Americans to understand that. The Biden administration will make every excuse and try to deflect the blame, but they can't escape the facts that gas prices skyrocketed under their watch and inflation has taken a terrible hold all because of bad decisions made in Washington by politicians who want to control how you run your life. The true cost of Washington tour went through more than 30 states and it had 130 events. And if you went to any of these events, you probably saw one of our guests today, Greg Dowell and Spencer Evans. They're just two of the guys that were on the tour. And today we're going to talk to them about what it was like doing a four-month road trip across the United States of America, as well as some of the stories they heard from people attending these events. Uh, Greg, thank you for joining us. Spencer, thank you too. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this is a blast. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Okay, so I want to know how you guys, I'm, I'm sure this was both fun and a lot of work, but we're going to talk about both the work and the fun. But how were you guys picked uh, to, to even go on this trip? Greg, if you want to start. <laughs> sure. Happy to. Uh, so I've worked in D.C. since 2014. And through that, I've been able to make a lot of connections. And I knew some people that work for Americans for Prosperity. And I have a set of skills that are for operations and events and working well with people. I tend to not know many strangers. So my friends reached out to me and said, would you like to go travel the country? And as a good old country boy out of Tennessee, <laughs> I uh, haven't had many opportunities to go west of the Mississippi. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to see the rest 
of the country. So I went through an interview process and the team liked me and I think it was a Tuesday text message if I was interested and I was on a flight on Sunday and my first event was on Monday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Spencer? Well, first, Jeff, I got to say your uh, your intro gave me chills, Uh, touched on a lot of the points that we were hitting on along the tour. And uh, it's got to say, I I love it because we not only during the tour uh, went and tried to talk to as many people as possible all across the country on some of the issues that are affecting them, especially inflation. Uh, and a lot of those are still affecting Americans till this day. And so uh, we're super excited about some of the work that we had uh, on the True Cost Tour. But I guess how I ended up getting on the True Cost Tour, my story kind of goes back all the way into Louisiana uh, with not only me, but three other guys as well. Uh, those are Nathan Sanders, Javen Folson, and Clayton Rashi. Uh, all of them are amazing. They were along the journey with me all throughout the tour as well. Uh, we did a lot of splitting up throughout the tour. Um, but whenever we went, and this was April of 2021, uh, or 2022, I should say, uh, where we went and we had a our annual crawfish boil in Louisiana. Uh, and so we went and we had our big crawfish boil and that's whenever uh, Nicole Sutter ended up coming down and helping us out with the crawfish right. boil. And so we had over 200 people at our crawfish boil. Uh, and we went and not only me, but all of the guys uh, or us along the tour, they called us the boys, the Louisiana boys. <laughs> uh, and so we went and we had a, that big crawfish boil and we went and we organized the event and put it on. And Nicole was very impressed with how we conduct ourselves, not only at the event, but just how we put it on and how everything ended up turning out. And so she ended up referring us uh, to Dave and all those guys that are on the tour that were going to be going on the tour and that were organizing the tour. And they said, guys, if y'all want some help putting on events and putting all these things together, uh, these Louisiana boys know how to do it. And so we <laughs> we were super privileged and super happy uh, that Nicole put that word in for us. And uh, she allowed us to go on this fantastic journey and this amazing tour. And uh, we were all super blessed uh, to go on this tour. So that's how we ended up the Louisiana boys ended up getting on the tour and we were super excited and super blessed to be on it. Well, that's, that's an uh, incredible story and I'm sure it's a ton of work, but I'll bet it was fun. Like traveling. I'm sure you got to go to, as you mentioned, uh, you, you guys got to go to a lot of States that uh, you'd probably never been to. And you know, this is an amazing country we live in. It's very diverse, probably a little bit different from the crawfish boils of Louisiana. I would 100%. say Spencer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it, it's actually kind of funny that you say that is uh, because even though like Louisiana has their own set of problems, uh, not only just in state policy issues, but national issues as well. And one of the things that I saw that was actually very, I guess, uh, eye opening was that regardless on where people were at, everybody was having the same issues that were affecting them all across the country. And it was really eye opening to kind of see because everybody views Louisiana as their own kind of almost separate country, uh, <laughs> just with our culture and the way that we do things in Louisiana. Uh, but it was it was funny because like I felt more connected with people all across the country just because how much related how much we related to the problems that everybody was going through, uh, not only me personally but just everybody all across all the other states. And so it was very eye opening just to see how much how how many issues people are going through on a day to day basis. And how connected everybody is on those issues. Well, yeah, no question. What's uh, Greg? What's the the I guess state you found maybe most surprising or that you'd never been to? What's the coolest place or or thing you did on the tour? 
it's got to be the Southwest. Uh, not to blunk, lump it all together, but it's got to be the Southwest for me. Uh, the right. terrain was incredibly different than what I was used to. Uh, I guess we could strictly say Arizona. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, absolutely beautiful, completely otherworldly. Uh, in Tennessee, you you have highways that curve every you know two hundred <laughs> feet. Uh, we're known for our backwood back roads, curving roads, right? And uh, it's a great time to drive. Uh, we were in Arizona and Utah and New Mexico, and I could set cruise control and almost take my hands off the wheel. Wouldn't <laughs> absolutely wouldn't, but I could almost take my hands off the wheel because it was just straight. Uh, and one of the wildest things for me is you could watch a storm cut across from east to west or north to south or just coming across the scenery, and you could see the shadow go across the land, and you could see the houses that were about to get rain and those that had just gotten rain. And you just don't get that in the southeast, at least right. within my area of Tennessee and the Cumberland Plateau. Right. Uh, and, you know, to echo uh, Spencer, uh, it really was fascinating to get to talk to everybody because when it all boiled down, people were trying to get to their jobs, buy some gas, buy some food. Uh, you know, we talked mainly about the gas events, but, you know, we did do some grocery events and we did some, we did uh, in Wisconsin, we did a, a rally to bring people together and we talked about food prices as well as natural gas prices as well as fuel gas prices. Uh, and it was just, it was really dare say patriotic to bring us all together and realize like, no, we're, we're all Americans. We've got this problem uh, and we all need to come together and solve it. Yeah. Now, Greg, I assume you said that you kept your hands on the wheel. You felt like taking them off, but you kept them on. That was for the AFP legal team, right? You made, yes, exactly. made sure you and said that. I, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I would be chastised by my legal team if I did not make it abundantly <laughs> clear. My hands were at 10 and 2 throughout the drive every day. I'll be his alibi because I was with him for several hours on the road and he definitely for sure kept his hands at 10 and two right. and were eyes straight on the road. There may All be right. some laughs along the way, but nothing too, too crazy. Sure. Sure. How about you, Spencer? What, what, uh, I guess, what state would it be the Southwest too, or what, what did you enjoy the most? No, mine was definitely the Northeast, uh, all the way up in New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire was probably my favorite state. Uh, just, it, just because it like, it, at least in Louisiana, everybody talks about how, uh, the Northeast is just a totally different atmosphere in terms of culture and the way that people conduct themselves and their attitude towards things. And whenever I went to New Hampshire, it was very crazy to see because everybody in New Hampshire was very liberty minded. And it's just something that like in Louisiana, we talk about how the South is like the liberty kind of the area and everybody's for freedom, Second Amendment and everything else. But up in New Hampshire, everybody was very similar in that way. They were very liberty minded, very liberty oriented. Uh, and it was just like it, it was it was crazy because it was a totally different universe in terms of culture and the way that people uh, said things and conducting themselves. It was funny because whenever we were in uh, in New Hampshire, we had our uh, we had a gas station event there. And I went and I was talking to people all on the line and everything else. And it was crazy because every single time that I went and I like introduced myself and introduced what we were doing, they're like, where are you from? Uh, <laughs> it was it was funny because like they could just immediately tell from the accent and the way that, sure. you know, I was just walking and talking and everything else. And it was funny because like we, we just exchanged so many stories with everybody that was in the line because uh, a lot of people, they've never met anybody from Louisiana, nor have I met anybody from New Hampshire. So it's really cool to kind of go and kind of talk about 
our differences and the way that we were uh, different from one another. Uh, but it was crazy because we talked about so many of our similarities too. Uh, so many of our similarities all you know from different sides of the country and how we come together and how it, and kind of going back to my earlier point, just the problems that we're all suffering from in terms of inflation, the way that things have been going up and our struggles that we've been going through and just trying to make it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And I guess let me ask you that. I, I'm sure you heard some incredible stories from people along the way, probably some kind of heartbreaking stories. I, you know, one of the things I've always talked about is these bad government decisions when it drives up, you know, the cost of inflation, the cost of food, the cost of gas, there, there is a price to that. And, you know, oftentimes it's a single mother who has to decide whether she can, you know, buy new clothes for the kids for school or put groceries on the table. And I'm sure you heard stories like that. I guess I'll start with you, Spencer. What, give me some examples maybe of some of the stories that you heard from people along the way trying to deal with this government imposed government caused inflation a hundred percent and so it probably one of the the most heart one of the biggest heartbreaking stories that i heard uh it was in where was it i think it was new hampshire where i went and i talked to i was i was standing in line uh because we're it, greg was helping us and along with me helping with the lines and just getting people through the gas station just kind of directing people and i went and i stopped at this one car and uh it was an elderly individual and he was probably in his mid to later 60s uh and i went i talked to him and he was asking me you know what we were doing today while we were here and everything else and i was i mentioned we're we're just here just trying to help everyday americans just trying to get through the day and trying to touch on some of the points of how much inflation has been affecting people and how much change there has been and so i talked about how we're rolling the price of gas back to two dollars and 38 cents the day before biden took office and we're just trying to go and try to highlight those policy issues and highlight those bad policy decisions and you just saw just it like just a tear in his eye and he's like you don't understand he's like thank you so much for what you're doing because what you're doing today is going to help me afford my medication for the week he's like yeah. i've been struggling He's like, I have to decide so many wow. different things on buying food, going to see my family. And it, it, it was just, it, it was terrible. And it, it absolutely broke my heart because he was just like, because you, you could see the sincerity in his eyes, but not, not only in his eyes, but just in his voice. Where he's just like, thank you so much. Like, I'm going to be able to afford my medication for this week because he was, a, he, it, after talking to him for a little bit more, he was a retired individual with a fixed income. And he was just trying to make it on a day to day. And those are just some, that's just one of the stories that I've heard. And Greg has several others. So I kind of pass it along to him. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 was, it was stories like that that you heard on a consistent basis from Americans all across the country. It didn't matter where you were at. It was very similar. And it was just heartbreaking story after heartbreaking story. And that's just the effects of bad policy from Washington. Are those yeah. sad stories? Right. Well, and and that that is very sad. And there's, you know, for that one story, how many thousands more, millions more are there out there? And to politicians in Washington, sometimes this this becomes a argument about politics or about policies and things like that. And it's it's not done with the emotion, but but you were seeing this firsthand um as you traveled across the country. Greg, what were maybe some of the most touching moments that you remember? From individuals that you met on the tour, 
I just want to highlight, you're hitting the nail on the head, and this was one of the reasons that I wanted to be a part of this tour, too, is having worked in D.C., you know, I've been honored and privileged to work on Capitol Hill in a member's office and be able to influence change as best I could. That said, there is a reality that there's a political game that's always afoot. And I wanted to make sure that I could be a part of a solution. And that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about Americans for Prosperity. And I'm really proud to be a part of the team now full time. Um, But we, as I would explain to people, my friends, my family, they were asking what I was doing as they were seeing me travel the country. I was like, I want to be a part of the solution. And we're not we're not just raising awareness to inflation. We're, we're helping people regain hope. And, you know, Spencer, you we've we've all talked about it. You know, Jeff, you've pointed out the millions of people. There was a sense of hopelessness. Uh, People did not think that they could do anything about it. And Americans for Prosperity stepping in and creating this space for us to give back to these communities in this way really helped instill some hope. Uh, I remember in the Midwest, I met a woman. She was raising her granddaughter. She had pulled up in the van uh, and she looked at me very frantic as she was trying to like figure out what was going on and how she needed to be a part of it and whatever she needed to sign up for. And I said, I walked over and I said, ma'am, 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 everything is okay. You just got to pump your gas like normal. You know, this isn't a trick. This isn't some kind of trade-off. We're just here to give back. And uh, she she almost hugged me. Uh, I don't think she would have wanted to. I was pretty sweaty. Unfortunately, it was a hot day. <laughs> but uh, she she just was like, you don't understand. Similar to Spencer, you know, this is going to help me pay my rent this this week. Uh, they had had an issue at the house. Something had broken, and the landlord had found it and given her a notice that she had to fix it. And she just didn't have the money because all the other expenses. And being able to save some money as she filled up this tank was going to help offset that additional cost. I think another really great story, um, we did a tour component in Colorado in September after the main tour had kind of ended. And I was up in Fort Collins area, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And there, there's some schools up there. And there was a, a mother and husband uh, wife combo who had just dropped their daughter off for school. And, it, it, you know, I can't remember exact details, but they were very excited, very proud that she was getting to go to college, which is, you know, great opportunity to, you know, better themselves and go after the next generation in, in progress. Um, they lived in Texas and it was over a day's journey or so that it was going to take. And they had been worried about how they were going to afford to drive home after having driven their daughter to school uh, so that she could, you know, make more of of her life. And uh, she looked at us and she said, thank you so much. This, filling up our truck with this is going to make this a whole lot more affordable trip. So it, yeah. it's just heartbreaking to to see that something as essential as gas and people, you know, being able to get to jobs or to make money or have to stay home because they can't afford the gas to go get their jobs. Right. Uh, it's really heartbreaking that we, we got put into a situation like this. Yeah, it is. And it's it truly is we're put in a situation like this because inflation is something that is imposed upon you, right? There's like we all have to deal with it. We're all in the boat together because of bad decisions made by government, but you really can't escape it. I mean, if you're an average American, you just can't escape it. If you're a billionaire, sure, you can. But to the average American, uh, this this is real money. It, there's real choices that have to be made. And uh, this tour probably 
was was a relief to some people because it relieved their pain in some ways, but it also gave them an outlet to to kind of feel like, hey, there's something that they can do about this, right? Um, I, I want to ask, and, and I know I don't know how much time we've got here, but not too too much here. But Greg, let me start with you. I'm sure that you had some hilarious moments on the tour, so I want to ask you about that. Um, so we'll start with you, Greg. What what's the funniest thing? Now it has to be kind of let's keep it PG, right? But what's the funniest <laughs> thing that happened on the tour? Oh man. Man, 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 man. Uh, there were a lot, frankly speaking. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was it was myself and, you know, as Spencer said, the Louisiana boys and a bunch of other guys. That I, I you mean, know, just being with, with a bunch of boys from Louisiana in itself, yeah. probably. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know qualified. that I need to say much more than it was a boys <laughs> road trip around the country. And I think everybody <laughs> can infer where we went with this. Yeah. But no, it was a good time. And it was great getting to meet the guys from Louisiana. I, You know, my sister used to live in New Orleans, so I've been to Louisiana. I've been a part of that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a great state. So. I mean, it's not Tennessee, but it's a great state, and uh, it was a good time driving around with them. And we just we just had some hijinks and funny things. And yeah. after being on the road over and over again, and you know the the pace, it was great. You know, it was the job, and we were happy to do it. And each event where we were getting to see people. And, you know, bring that light back to them. It, it kept us energized. But at the same point, you know, when you're getting up, going to an event, packing up driving four or five hours, there's a little bit of delirium that sets in. <laughs> and sure. uh, needless to say, there were a lot of conversations in the car while my hands were at the wheel at 10 and 2, <laughs> where we uh, we we kind of looked at each other and was like, did, did he just say that? No, he didn't just say that. He didn't just ask. Um, but no, I all in all, it was great being across the country, getting to meet people from all over this nation, all walks of life. Right. Um, it was an adventure, and there, there's just so many great stories. I will say, this is what I'll end with and in terms of great highlights. I got to see the Grand Canyon. And oh, yeah. to see the Grand Canyon in person and how beautiful that part of our country is, it was really, really special. I. It sounds almost like you might want to be moving over to uh, Arizona. Sounds like the Grand Canyon State may have another resident coming their way. They have really, they've had really good transformational policies. They got tax reform passed. They got uh, educational savings account. So they got good. They've had good policy. I hear you, like maybe, maybe but I've got to put a disclaimer really quickly. My boss yeah. is going to hear this, and she doesn't oh. want me moving across the country. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Sounds good. Spencer, how about you? Do you have any anything that you want to add? Uh, funny stories, uh, highlights, uh, moments that, that just really pop out in your mind? For sure. For sure. Uh, it, it, and Greg kind of touched on, on some of it, but like the road trip, just being on the road every day, day in and day out, like it, it was just, it, it felt like a, I don't know, like a, if you're on like a party bus with like a bunch of dudes on like a bachelor trip, just going and cutting up and everything else. It was, it was so much fun. Just not only Greg, but just the Louisiana boys and then also Will and just being able to go in just at the events and the cars on the trucks, just everything. It was, it was so much fun. But one story in particular, and Greg kind of touched where it was at in the setting, just uh, the Grand Canyon. We went and we had a, uh, we had an event. We were traveling through the Grand Canyon. We got to see a bit of it. Uh, but me, Greg, and Javen stopped at this little uh, Mexican restaurant. 
And we went and whenever we stopped at this Mexican restaurant, we were both tired and just exhausted and everything else. And so, you know, along the way, we were going and taking pictures of the bus and the van and everything else. And so we're trying to send it to one another and send it to Dave and send it to everybody else. And so we went and we got our food, we ate and everything else. Well, as we were leaving, uh, Javen left his work phone on the table. And so whenever he left his work phone on the table, I went and I was just like, I was like, like, Greg, let's hide it from Javen and see what he does. (laughs) And so we went and I, I grabbed the phone, I put it in my pocket and we left the restaurant. And all along, as we're walking to the van, we're just like, 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 oh yeah, like we need to take another picture of this scene or this thing. We're like, like Javen, like maybe you should take the picture. And he's like, he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Like we got pictures, we got enough. And so we're just sitting here like hinting in along the whole way and just seeing like if he had recognized. And so we go, we actually get into the van and like me and Greg, like look at each other. We're like, Let, let's just see how long we can do this for. And so we go, we hit the road and we start going home and everything else. And so along the way, me and Greg are just sitting here like, 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 yeah, did, did you get those pictures? Did you send it to Dave? Did you get this? Did you get that? And Javen's like, like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. And we're like, like, okay. And so, and then all of a sudden it was just like, we were maybe 10 minutes down the road and Javen goes and he like looks at us and he's like, guys, we have to turn around now. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I have no idea where my work phone's at. And we're like, it might be, it must be in the van. Like you had it, like you have to have it. And so he goes and he's sitting here desperately like searching through the car and everything else. And, uh, and me and Greg are sitting here playing along. And then we went and we're like, like, Javen, you're just gonna have to call the restaurant. And cause like, we're just way too far down. Like we can't turn around now. Like there's no way. And Javen's freaking out. he's like, he's like, guys, we have to turn around. Like we have to go. And so, uh, he calls the restaurant restaurants. Like we don't see a phone and everything. And then, uh, we went and we ended up hiding oh it somewhere underneath the, uh, underneath the seat. And then, uh, we, we ended up getting it to him and everything else. But that was, it was so funny because Javen was freaking out and it was, it was so much fun. And uh, I hate poking fun at him while he's not on the call. You know, he can't defend himself. No. Uh, but it was it was the funniest thing. It was so fun. Uh, and that was probably one of my highlights yeah. of, you know, just all, all along the tour. I can't believe that you actually had him call the restaurant. I mean, that's taken it to another level, to be honest with you. In in our defense, Jeff, we, we had <laughs> oh, caught Javen <laughs> leaving his phone multiple times. Oh, okay. And multiple right. times we've been like, hey, buddy. You keep leaving your phone. Like, gotcha. Don't forget your phone. Don't give. So, yeah. so this was both a prank and it was meant to kind of cure him from maybe doing this in the future. A, a learning opportunity. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we, we need we need to talk to Dave and see if he might have improved. We don't know yet. So uh, yeah, to yeah. be determined. Well, I bet he did. I bet he did. Uh, that that's that's a great story. I'm sure you had a, a ton of fun on that. You guys were driving around in a van, right? Like a box truck and a van. Is that? Is that kind of what you did? I bet yep. that was a mess. Was it? Was it just like a disaster? We need to give it a, to be a disaster. shout out to Holly Langton. Um, oh yeah, she she's one of our Americans for Prosperity staffers. Yes. She she's on our events team, and uh, she did come uh, join us in Nevada. Was that right? Yeah, Spencer. Yeah, she Nevada. Nevada. Yes. She saw uh-huh. the van and she says no. We're, we're doing a full clean, full detail. I'm going to Walmart. We're getting snacks and like proper boxes. Like you're getting a trash bag <laughs> every night you have to clean out your van. Yeah. The down, the downside of having 
what four or five guys on the road all the time in a car that that's probably the downside right? I, I was i was just about to say like whenever you're going and you're going from town to town and like you're hardly stopping your baby stopping to get some food getting some snacks and everything like that and you're having four guys like for hours on end on this van uh it it got a, i'll say maybe a little messy uh, but that's, that's why you have to have a girl like Holly to come in and be like, all right, guys, come on, we need to get it together. And, uh, it was funny because whenever I left, I left right before Holly ended up coming on. And so my, it, like last time I saw the van, like there was just, you got wrappers in some places, you got, you know, a little bit of crumbs and, you know, things weren't ordered and organized or anything like that. And whenever I came back the following week, I saw the van, I'm like, this is a brand new van. Like it was like totally clean top to bottom, like smelled like amazing. Has like that new car smell, everything vacuum, everything clean, everything in like these little tote boxes and whatnot. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was, it was quite funny, but, um, and, it was, and, every, uh, and every woman everywhere has gone, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I got yeah. it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, the, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, amazing stories. Okay. So here's the big question. Did you guys, uh, how much weight did you gain? Cause when you're on the road, I mean, it's tough, right? You just, oh gosh, there's a McDonald's. Let's pull in and get a hamburger and keep going. Come on, be honest. You must've. Greg, Greg, Greg was, I will have to say Greg was dedicated to the gym while we were on the tour. Wow. It, Greg, Greg stayed with it. He went and he would go and didn't you do like these one day passes at some of these gyms and stuff like that, or even the hotel gyms like Greg's, yeah. it, Greg stayed at it. Uh, now me, I might've, you know, gained my freshman 15, uh, all over again, but, <laughs> sure. uh, Greg, it, Greg, you should have seen Greg was, uh, Greg was putting it on while I was sitting here putting hamburgers down my mouth. Greg was sitting here getting gains and getting six pack abs. So <laughs> I don't know about six pack abs, but I definitely knew I needed to stay in the gym because I knew we were going to be going and hustling and food was going to be a necessity. I, I will say, um, one thing, shout out to Dave Johnson and Carlos Militarler and Amanda Sebastian, who were kind of our supervisors. They were, sure. not kind of, they were our supervisors. Uh, between the three of them, I don't know how many decades of grassroots experience they have. Um, when I first got on the tour, Dave Johnson looked at me and says, your best friend is Yelp, and you will be able to find <laughs> all the local restaurants that you need to go to. Sure. Uh, so you don't have to go to, you know, Arby's and Wendy's and McDonald's every day, which yeah. those are great restaurants. Don't get me wrong. It's just you can only have so many Big Macs uh, so, in, a, in a summer. But, you know, uh, when yeah. I travel and I travel a lot, right, uh, for my job and I love going. I love I don't want fancy food. I want to go to the place. Uh, what's, what was that show on the Travel Channel? The, the, the man versus food. I want yep. to go to the man versus food places. It's like just the the best food ever. So tell me what's what's the best food? You have to be able to tell me like what's the best restaurant or food you went to on this tour, Spencer. We'll start with you. Ooh, there's just too many to count. Uh, it, it was it it was it was because the guy who gained 15 pounds. It, it, uh, exactly, exactly. No, it was it was great because like it, everybody in Louisiana, everybody talks about Louisiana cuisine, Louisiana Cajun food, and how everything's just this you know awesome, amazing. Uh, and I will have to say, some of these restaurants all across the country gave Louisiana for the run for their money because uh, <laughs> there was some um, amazing, amazing food. 
to put it on one restaurant, it's so hard because we went to so many different restaurants and so many had their own unique dishes and platters and everything else, even spices. Uh, but it was, it, it was, it was so good. I, to be honest, it, it, it was kind of funny because sometimes it's like you would go to, you know, like these higher end restaurants and it like, don't get me wrong, their food was amazing. But sometimes it was some of these like dive bars that would go and serve like these little burgers or steaks or wraps or whatnot. And some of those some of those foods. Oh, my goodness. It was mouthwatering. It was so good. Yeah. Awesome. Greg, how about you? Yeah, so I'm, I want to echo, I love going to the local spots. So when right. Dave gave us the empowerment to use Yelp and find all the places, I started talking to every, you know, <laughs> Bill, Sally, and Molly that we yeah. had at the gas stations to figure out where we should eat. Because uh, you, you got to get into the the local small town fairs. Sure. That's, that's what you got to do. You got to ask the guy, you got to ask the people at a gas station or whatever. If you were... If you were just pulling into town, where would you, where's the one place you would go? Where do you take family when they come to town? So you did that, right? Exactly. And and that was the other component to the tour was we were able to be a part of the community and we were able to, you know, there was one night in Wisconsin, we went to a night, you know, a nice restaurant and uh, it was a family locally owned restaurant uh, for a couple of decades. And the owner was there and we, you know, as we were leaving and they were actually closing up, we'd gotten there late because of our drive or what all. And uh, we actually got to talk to him a little bit and hear about how inflation was hurting him. And, you know, some of the safeguards that he'd been able to like buy a bunch of meat before everything got hit and he had, cause he had a, enough freezer space. Uh, so it was, it was, you know, an added value to, to the tour and that we were able to talk to these restaurant owners, these small businesses and learn a little bit more. Um, in terms of favorite, like Spencer's exactly right. I'm going to eat food and I'm going to love it and it's going to be good. Uh, and there, there were so many varieties of stuff. I will say if we're talking about man versus food dinners, right. There was the steak place that we went to. We, we, we all kind of looked at each other. (laughs) It was in Kansas city, wasn't it? Spencer or Uh, Oklahoma city. I can't remember city. Oklahoma Oklahoma city. City. And, uh, we like aging rock stars. Like, Oh, dude, was it Kansas City? <laughs> oh, no, it was Oklahoma City. Go ahead. I cannot stress enough to you, Jeff, the the amount of days that were just lost because you were like, <laughs> is it Tuesday? No, it's Thursday. Okay. I don't know. We've just, we're in another state. I'm sure. We're doing yeah. another event and it's great. But uh, no, in Oklahoma City, we all looked at each other and, you know, we talked to somebody locally and they'd said, you're here, you got to go to this steakhouse. And unfortunately, I don't remember the name, so I'm not trying to avoid a, a an advertisement or anything. I just really don't remember the name. It was delicious. Um, but we all looked at each other and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to bite the bullet. We're going to pay this little bit. And uh, we're going to get us a big old steak because uh, we're in Oklahoma City. And I got to tell you, it was... It was quite delicious, but they insisted on us getting um, this appetizer, and it was the, it was the, it wasn't calamari, Spencer. It was the thing, the Rocky sh- Mountain oysters. There you go. Oh, you had that. Okay, remember, so you had Rocky I, Mountain oysters. I think that was right, <laughs> Greg. It, to to preface, Greg did. I did not. I I couldn't put, I couldn't get myself to do it. I was just like, I was like, guys, I, I'm sorry. This is the one I'm just, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, they're not bad. They're not bad. What'd you think, Greg? Rocky Mountain Oysters. 
I mean, it was definitely a flavor. There was definitely <laughs> there was a there was a texture and a flavor, and sure. you know, I'll try everything you know at least once. Yeah, I'm not yeah, as picky you, as I was when I was a kid, but uh, you know, I I happily waited for my steak and yeah. and continued eating that. But you had to go Im- immediately after that one to the gym and work the 15 pounds off. Absolutely, of, uh, of absolutely. We did that was a twofer. I think I think I did <laughs> yeah. that one in the morning and then in the evening. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, we're almost out of time, but. What, what's the what's kind of what's the biggest takeaway that you had? I guess uh, Greg, uh, we'll talk to you first. The biggest takeaway you had going on this tour, and um, and you know, just kind of your impressions as you as you wrapped it up. Yeah, as somebody who, like I said, I've you know grown up in Tennessee. I've kind of followed politics all of my life, and you know, I've been working in politics uh, for a very long time for my young age. I'm going to claim that young age at least. And uh, I don't know. There's, I've always understood the opportunity to be engaged in politics, but also the responsibility to be engaged in politics. And I feel like helping people understand that the political game is, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, but it's still our responsibility as Americans to be a part of the process and our voice does matter. And if you don't feel like your voice matters, then you need to find somebody that's going to help you make your voice matter, educate yourself so that your voice can matter. Uh, and I think that was one of the biggest takeaways for me is that there's a there's a level of privilege that I've had that I didn't realize in terms of being comfortable about how our American government works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I could pass on anything from that, it's just helping educate people to be engaged and to be a part of it and to be educated uh, and to know that, you know, the government is not just something that controls us. It's, you know, it's, it's ours. We've built it. This is our forefathers did it, but like, it's now ours to, to mold and shape and build and grow and make sure that the rights that, and the liberties that we, we hold dear are being protected for not only ourselves, but our future generations so that America can continue to be the greatest nation. And, uh, and the other thing you learned is Rocky mountain oysters. Yeah. They're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, how about you, Spencer? What What'd you learn? And then I also maybe if you could answer the question, like if people want to see what happened on this tour, where can they go? For sure. So before this tour, I I never went more north than Colorado. So I'm very much a southern guy. Never really traveled all too too much growing up. And throughout the tour, I got the opportunity to go through all different kinds of states, all throughout the United States. And one of the things that I saw that really hit a chord with me was just how connected everybody truly is and how connected everybody is throughout the country. And through our ups and downs, we have the opportunity to really make a difference. And I think that was one of the biggest things that we highlighted along the tour is how much of a difference that we can make with just one individual, one individual, one event, all connected throughout the United States. And that's why I'm so passionate about Americans for Prosperity and what we do is our potential to make a difference and make an impact through everybody throughout the whole country. It was truly amazing to go and see everybody all throughout the country. It was like we would go into some cities and they were hearing about us before we even got there. And it was just, it was truly amazing to go and see how much of an impact we were actually making to millions of Americans all throughout the country. And so that's probably the biggest thing that I saw was that how much of an impact one organization can make 
throughout the whole country. And that's why I'm so excited with what we can do throughout the next years or following years with Americans for Prosperity is I really think we have the potential, hence American potential, to make a difference in this country. And so I'm super excited about that. And that was probably one of the biggest things that uh, struck, that struck a chord with me. Um, but throughout the tour, we went and we had a blog on our website, uh, truecostofwashington.com. I think it's forward slash blog. I can't remember the exact uh, website. Um, but if they want to go and see some of the events that we had all throughout the country, along with highlights and videos and stories from Americans, from everyday Americans, they can go there to the website. And there's so much stuff on there. And you're definitely going to get some laughs. You're definitely going to get some smiles. Uh, but you're definitely going to be hearing some very impactful stories. And so I urge everybody to go to the website and just see some of the stuff that we did all along the tour and uh, how amazing the whole tour was and how blessed I am to be a part of it. And I'm sure how blessed Greg is to be a part of it and how blessed the American or the Louisiana boys uh, <laughs> were to be a part of this, uh, this big tour and this big movement. And uh, I'm super excited that I was able to be a part of this organization and this tour and make an impact like we did. And you learned that you were right to not try the Rocky Mountain oysters. That a hundred percent. I think I think still I'm 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 still uh, going to take my stance that I did in Oklahoma City and uh, pass on go. them. There you go. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And thanks to you guys. Thanks to the other folks who who did this tour. What what a what an amazing opportunity. I mean, I think it's something you'll be able to talk about for the rest of your lives, just being able to to travel across. What an amazing country. I'm always, you know, I've traveled to other places in the world, but America is an amazing place. And uh, it's so awesome to be able to get out there and see all these different places. So thank you both for joining us and for doing, for doing all of this over spending your summer doing this tour. Thank Absolutely. you for having us on, Mr. Jeff. Yep. Yeah, you got so it. Much, Jeff. All right. You got it. Hey, thank you. Okay. So listen, you heard about the great things that happened on this tour and the, the incredible time that they had some funny stories, some great restaurants, some things that sounds like you shouldn't be eating. Uh, but most important is to understand that this is the true cost of Washington. This is the true cost of government deciding for us what we can and can't do, what we should and shouldn't do and passing bad policies, which lead to really bad things for the American people. So this is what you should remember coming out of this episode of the podcast, the fun times, the great stories that they had. But the most important thing to remember is that you need to stay engaged and you need to understand that inflation is a terrible thing. It's, it's caused a lot of damage to the citizens of the United States. And the reason that it exists is because of bad decisions by our elected officials. And it's, we have to keep that in mind. Um, listen, thanks for following us on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, and on so many other social media platforms. We appreciate it. Send your comments to jeff at AmericanPotential.com. That's my email address. Comes right to me. I'd love to hear your stories. And you can also go to AmericanPotential.com, our website. You can submit stories there if you have additional stories. Thanks for joining us on American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.